there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. So I have a question for you. How long do you keep a pair of jeans hoping that someday you will fit into them? Great question. Uh, As you know, I've lost 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I lost all that weight, I threw everything away. Did you? You didn't keep anything? Nothing. Because I knew I never wanted to fit in it again. Mm -hmm. I threw everything away. Um, Entire closet full full of clothing. Gone. Right now... I have a pair of jeans that I can't fit in anymore. When I got back from my hike in Spain, I weighed 108 pounds. Ooh. Which, yeah, was not enough. That's too little. (laughs) It's much too little. It's very small. But these tiny, tiny jeans. I mean, I know you're not supposed to weigh 108 pounds. (laughs) I know what you mean. I want to put those jeans on. And I got them out like a week ago. I didn't even try. Like, I'm like, mm, I'm not going to be able to put those on. Like, that's that's going to be a big negative. You know, it's just not going to happen. But I set them on top of my dresser, and I've been eyeing them. We'll probably sit there till hell freezes over. Um, we'll <laughs> so, see. Yeah. So you're committed. Or till I get back in them. So you yeah. got rid of the fat clothes. Yes. But you ha- you hang on to some things that, even though you know that for you to fit into it, would not necessarily be a good thing because it would mean you were too small i i think if i weighed 118 i could probably get into them still so yeah and that's about where i want to be you know i think i could get into them then i don't want to get back down to 108 but my plan kind of you know i did the hike in spain dropped like 20 20 more pounds you know didn't think i was losing any weight by the way you know just like my sisters were like, you're super skinny and all these pictures, it's it's a bit much. And I'm like, no, no, I'm the same. And then I came home and figured out that I was not the same. I'd lost a lot of weight. So my weight loss plan was that every two years I would go for a 600 mile hike oh, sure. and drop that same 20 pounds. <laughs> so I can gain it over <laughs> over 24 months. I can gain a pound a month, you know, and then I can go on a hike and lose it all again. So I guess I need to go hiking. Well, how long ago was it that you did the Camino? I did it in... Uh, fall of 17 so oh, actually recent. actually um today on my facebook memories feed mm-hmm. popped up a photo with the girl that i met the very first day we reunited on one of the very last days so i was still there two years ago today i was there awesome mm-hmm. yep very cool i've always wanted to do that you I st- definitely I probably should. still will i plan to sometime we'll have to have a full conversation about it on or off air you know and encourage everyone to do it because everyone should take that time for themselves well you and i both really enjoy hiking love it and i am well right now i'm jealous of my husband because he is going to be traveling for work soon and getting to go on some hikes while he's while he's gone and i seem to i feel like hiking is one of those things that is really peaceful mm-hmm. and calming also energizing mm-hmm. but i don't really hike very much when i'm at home i really i like travel places to hike there even though we've got lots of places to hike here yeah i haven't 
experienced enough of our trails and whatnot here. Um, there's a section of the Greenway that I did like a week ago, and I was like, I can't believe I've never been here before. Yeah, you know, like yeah. so. So I do that some too. I think it's like I really like seeing new places on foot. You get to know it in a more intimate way, in a different way than you do traveling by car or you know in any other way, really. And I, I do like that, but but I don't know. I think that hiking. I guess when I started exercising, I started walking, Mm -hmm. you know, just walking my neighborhood. And I still walk my neighborhood. I walk at least five miles in my neighborhood every day. Wow. And I walk the exact same route. Super Mm -hmm. boring, but whatever. Um, It is what it is. But I walk more for my brain than for my body. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that it's good for me physically is like a great secondary bonus. Right. And what keeps me going out, like, you know, people are always like, I hate exercise or, you know, whatever. It's because you haven't found your thing. Like for me, it is absolutely for my brain. It is clearing. It is, you know, a time for me to put together ideas for the show or what I'm going to write about. Um, Think about my life, my love, my relationships, my broken hearts, my drama, you know, and to sort through all of that stuff. And I need it. And sometimes I need it alone. Like I love walking with a friend, walking with a partner, you know, um, but sometimes I need to get out just by myself. It's just a great way to work through what ails you. Absolutely. When I hike with my husband, I sometimes think that I'm driving him crazy because I stop every three minutes or so to text myself an idea that I had. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, I just got a really good idea for an article. <laughs> I have to text it to myself. And it does. It just opens your brain up. And I like to walk by myself. I like to walk with other people. I like to get off the path. What's the best place that you've hiked? Like a place that you would want to go back and see again? I would probably do a different section of the Camino, maybe the the Portuguese section, go up Portugal. But a place that I've been before that I'd like to do again, just a few weeks ago, I went out to California and I did a hike. um, I hiked basically on the beach, you know, over a few like rocky formations. But for the most part, it was a long beach walk and walked into La Jolla and I walked across a big section of nude beach, which Ooh. was fun. And when I got there, you better believe I took all my clothes off and I paraded around. You, you know? did? Oh, heck yes, I did. I did. <laughs> you, you, you went, went in Rome, right? Or went in Black Beach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I am when glad. In California, walk around nude. I am glad that I was warned that I was going to go across this nude beach because I did not. If I would not have known, it would have been pretty jarring to walk up. And there were these three guys, Heather. (laughs) As I approached the nude beach, there were three, like, Adonis, glorious, unbelievable naked dudes crawling on rocks. And I was like, I yelled at them. I said, "Woo! I'm glad I got here right now. And then I'm like... (laughs) Am I sexually harassing them? I think this might be sexual harassment. And then I wasn't sure what to do. So I took my clothes off and I walked around. I took pictures. <laughs> I saw the pictures and now I know that you were actually naked. I was actually naked. Yeah, I went, waded into the ocean a little bit. But then I did get redressed fairly quickly because I did not know how long the nude beach was. <laughs> I mean, it was a good I, I don't know, maybe a two mile stretch. Oh, it was way time. more than I thought. Like I thought how it was going to be naked like people. How many people need to be at the beach naked at, at the same time? 
Two miles uh, worth? Apparently. Wow. Apparently two miles worth. There weren't very many women, which was interesting. Like the men are letting it all hang out. Men are free creatures. I'm telling you what. But like the women who were there, a lot of them had swimsuits on. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. interesting. There were a few letting it all hang out, but not very many. When, where I grew up, there was a nudist colony kind of um, on the outskirts of town. I would love to be a nudist. I was so curious to know why. Like, why do you, why? Like, I don't have a problem wearing clothes. I don't feel constricted by my clothes. And I, I don't, I don't have, I don't have like this feeling that I need to take my clothes off be, to be free. I, don't want to plan my outfits well i don't like <laughs> having to choose what to wear that's the truth how about that yeah hmm. i do think clothing sometimes though is um great because like you ever sat on like your leather couch naked well, that's the thing i have it sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing and you know what i think about that when i see some of the clothes that Okay, so I'm about to go there with the kids these days. Mm-hmm. Driving kids around, these days. <laughs> driving around campus, I see the girls wearing these shorts that are so short that I'm like, "You're gonna get an infection if you sit uh, sit down mm-hmm. on anything." Like, I'm worried for Girl. your health. Yep. I hope you're up on your shots. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Mm. Some of it's uh. Some of it's so revealing that it becomes unattractive. I'm sure that the men who are listening to us will disagree, but um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like I to don't me, know. I'm like, okay, I don't know. One of my one of my girlfriends from college, she says that she's she's a teacher, and she says that she likes to see her girls like for homecoming and whatnot. She's like, if you want to show your legs, show your legs. Like if you want if you want to wear sky high heels, wear sky high heels. If you want to show cleavage, wear cleavage. Do not do all three. Choose one. That is the truth. Like either wear you can wear something short if it covers your chest, and you wear some reasonable shoes. Like she she says, don't put all three out. It's just a bit much. I agree. Yeah. If I had girls, then I would be able to give them that type of advice. Sometimes I think that I'm a very inappropriately dressed mom. Happens oh, occasionally. Gosh. I don't think so. I wonder sometimes if I, like you said, you know, you don't like choosing outfits. That is truly one of the biggest time wasters of my day. I would be perfectly happy to just wear a uniform every day. I do. I like the expression of it. I do. I, I actually enjoy dressing up. I look for reasons to dress up. I love to dress the part of where I am, like whatever, whatever the theme of the thing I love that kind of stuff. I yeah. love being dressed for a theme and doing the you know like when I went to Texas, I had to own a giant cowboy hat. Like it was a must. It was an absolute must. I want to look like the stereotype of what people think of for Texas that may not even be at all what Texas actually is. That's important to me. But yeah, it can just be a hassle sometimes. I have fully embraced holiday themed clothing. Love it. I didn't. I, I ordered a pair of leggings mm-hmm. um, for specifically running in a turkey trot mm-hmm. that, that have turkeys all over them. That's terrific. I love it. And I used to not buy things that I was only going to wear for one time, but I totally do now. Like I have, I really embrace dressing for the occasion that That's I'm so going fun. to in a, in a really 
probably oh i i don't think that it's embarrassing but in a way where i just don't care right as much as i used to and i think it's fun speaking of that it's almost 2020 and i'm gonna need someone listeners someone needs to host a roaring 20s party yeah for new year's eve yeah Someone needs to get on this. Whoever's listening who wants to host that party, get on it so that we can all dress up. So I, I already know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you stay up till midnight? Yes. Of course you do. Of course I do. I I'm don't. a night owl. I don't. I like to go to bed and wake up in the new year. I don't mind not seeing it happen. I stay up till midnight on the reg, like every day. Oh, <laughs> not me. Like, not me. Like I like no. If I could, if I could get in bed at eight thirty every night, oh my gosh! I will say that on the new year, I might take a nap before. Like I, so I would that wake you up, stay up, but I would wake up to watch the ball drop. Like I would get up and watch watch the ball come down. I like to see the ball come down, but I also really like getting in bed like at like ten thirty or something and just doing my normal thing and knowing that when I wake up, it's going to be a new year, a whole new year. We're entering a whole new decade, Heather. Well, you know, we're getting close to the, um, you know, that, that crazy holiday time. And so I felt like today I needed to kind of ground myself and get organized before this bullet train <laughs> through the holidays leaves the station, you know, because once we hit Halloween, it's just, I say once the school year ahead. starts, I mean, Pretty much. yeah, mm -hmm. so I made myself a little list of what I want to focus on for the next couple of months. Nice. Um, because I, I really want to participate in the holidays and not just be the cruise director for my family, which like is what that. I have felt like mm -hmm. in the past. And so I, one thing that I wrote down was routine and then calming and predictable. I calming, and, calming predictable. and predictable. I I feel like I want to have a nice routine that is grounding for us and relatively predictable. And I I think maybe because I need that right now, mm -hmm. I've been feeling like October is a really crazy scattered month for us because we've got um just Every organization that we're part of has some type of event in October. And so we do everything in October. Right. And by the time I get to November, I just want smooth sailing, predictable, no surprises. And I wrote down fun family cozy time. Ooh, fun family cozy time. Yeah. You want to I decorate want your mantle year. and turn on your fireplace? And I've already started snuggle. listening to Christmas music. Um. I'm ready this year, too. Like, super ready. I looked back on my social media and found that the earliest I've put my tree up is November 8th. <laughs> November 8th is not far from now. So we'll see what happens this year. It may be another, maybe another early year. We'll see. We might put ours up early, too, because we're traveling for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I like to come home to a winter wonderland. I like that idea. Very nice. If we get one this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have another question. This is totally um, off the topic of what we've been talking about, but I saw it online today and I'm curious to know what you think. 
It was a news station reporting, heads up, there will be a DUI checkpoint Saturday night from this time to this time on the street. Yeah, I always think that's so dumb. Like, don't get drunk here and drive, but go street over. I wonder, too. Like, uh like, why are you telling us? Right. Shouldn't you be like as top secret about that as you can? You know, I I want it. I know. I usually try to not read the comments on social media articles because it's just a time suck. You know, you'll get sucked in and then, you know, an hour evaporates. Yeah. Mm. But I was interested to see what the different opinions were on that because I felt like on one hand, you're just giving people a heads up of where not to go if they want to slide under the radar. Um but then also, I wonder if it would be a deterrent for people, like for somebody to to stay home and be more responsible because they know there's a greater risk that they would get caught. I don't know. I don't think that that kind of stuff changes people's behavior necessarily. You know, I mean, a single consequence like that one time, you know, like, I, I don't know. I just I don't see that as implementing behavior change. As you know, I have a degree in the science of human behavior (laughs) and I know how schedules of reinforcement work and and all these exciting, super technical terms. And I don't think it's any kind of deterrent other than I'll avoid that street, you know, um, Mm -hmm. if I know about it. Yeah. I'm curious to know what our listeners think when you see that they have posted ahead of time, heads up, there's going to be a DUI checkpoint at this intersection on Saturday night. So make your plans accordingly. What are your thoughts about that? What do you think when you see that? And maybe they're trying to tell the sober people, like, don't drive that way tonight because there's going to be a lot of stops. There's going to be a lot of, you know, like things in your way, obstacles. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to tell us because they think we're responsible non-drunk drivers. Maybe so. Maybe it's maybe it's a courtesy for us. <laughs> for, the, for the responsible, right, lovely yeah. people who aren't drinking and driving. Here's another question that has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about yet. Sweet. But I'm still curious to know. If somebody gave you an envelope that was sealed and inside the envelope was a piece of paper that had the date of your death, would you open it? That is a wonderful question that I have pondered something kind of similar a lot of times. Like yeah. I've, I've pondered, I guess, a variation on that, which is like when my dad died, he just died. He was not sick. There was no problems. He was watching television with my mom. He walked down the hallway. He got a cup of tea. He laid down in his bed and he died. And so there was no planning. There was no saying goodbye. It was just dad is gone now. And that is the way it is. Wow. Yeah. Now, when my mom died, she had lung cancer Mm -hmm. and she had prolonged illness and she deteriorated. And watching that happen was awful, 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 awful. She theoretically, though, had time to take that last trip, Mm -hmm. do that last thing, you know, like write out instructions for her kids on, you know, how to avoid probate. Like, you know, so um, there were those kind of things that that I have, I have thought to myself, 
what do I want? Would I rather be hit by a bus and just gone? Or would I rather have that time to plan? And I used to always say, nah, just hit me with a bus and I'm gone. But that's the answer for me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to know that it's coming because then you have to make all the hard decisions and do all the things. But for, I guess, somewhat for myself, you know, to get to say goodbye and to get to plan and whatnot. And for others, you know, to have an opportunity to say goodbye and to end things up. Then, yeah, I guess you would open that envelope, you know. And I, I think I would not open the envelope because of all the loss that I have experienced, I try to live every day like if I get hit by that bus, you know, if I get hit with that cancer diagnosis, then I'm living right anyways, you know? Uh, I don't think it, if I opened it, if I didn't, I don't know if it would change my behavior. Hmm. How about you? Would you open it? Oh my gosh. Ooh. Ha <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think that I would. Um, I would probably very be very conflicted about it and change my mind a lot. And I would text everybody and ask them what they thought <laughs> I should do. Um, and then I, I would either throw it into a fire so that I was never tempted by it again because it was gone and I was done. Mm -hmm. Actually, the, when I say that out loud, that's what I think I would do. I would yeah. destroy it. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, for the same things that you said, you know, the pragmatic side of of organizing something like that is that I would want to make sure that things were in order but we could do that now. Right. You know, like there's nothing stopping us from doing that now. Um, Just we would know time is of the essence. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would I would destroy it. I would destroy it so that I would not be tempted to look inside and I would just continue to to live with blissful ignorance. You know, there's like a movie right now that my son told me about. It's called Countdown. And it is that there's an app you can go online <gasps> and you get the app and it tells you when you're going to die. Mm mm. And uh, yeah, that's that's the movie that's out right now. So very how pertinent. is that a movie? What is like? I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be like Final Destination. And I'm sure a bunch of people are going to get killed. No way. Gonna be, no whatever. way. No way. Mm -mm. I couldn't do Countdown. That. Go find the app, people. See when you're going to die. So <laughs> another question that has nothing to do with anything. Do you have any nicknames? Um, well, my nickname, my parents called me Chrissy when my name was legally Kristen. Okay. And that's why I changed it. Um, because once my parents died, nobody called me Chrissy anymore. Mm. And so I wanted to still be Chrissy. My dad called me Chrissy girl. Um, but not a lot. When I was in junior high, we all had cool nicknames. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like Bobby Joe's nickname was B-Dog or whatever. <laughs> Mine was Dizzy C. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, no, but I don't really have any nicknames. Dizzy C sounds like a like a DJ. Yeah, well, we were really into like, like salt and pepper was hot, and like hip hop was pretty cool. It was yeah, that that was all the yeah. Dizzy C. <laughs> Have you ever tried to make up your own nickname and make it stick? Yes, I legally named myself Chrissy because <laughs> I wanted true. my nickname to stick. <laughs> hey guys, call me Chrissy. That's my name now. So, yeah. <laughs> 
How about you? Mm, I don't, you know, my, okay, so with a name like Heather, there's no easy way to shorten H-dog. it into anything. Um, a couple of people call me H-Dog. <laughs> um, my brother calls me H. I really like that. Um, I had somebody in my life who called me HH when I was, um, when I when people first started calling me Healthy Heather, mm-hmm. and he would call me HH, and mm-hmm. I really liked that too. That's cute. And he's he's not with us anymore, and so that feels really special to me Mm -hmm. um that that he gave me a nickname you know Mm -hmm. like because i kind of feel like when you get a nickname it's a special thing yeah and Mm -hmm. um he gave me a nickname and i really cherish that um but people only people don't really call me anything besides heather that you know of that i know of I don't. Maybe I have nicknames that I don't know about. My sisters will shorten it to Chris sometimes, especially my older yeah. sister. You know, and my 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 older sister calls me Sister Kristen. You know, or they, Sister Christian. Remember oh that? yeah, oh, yeah. So uh-huh. she always called me Sister Kristen, and then I changed it to Chrissy and ruined her ruined her song. You know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't flow. No, as well. not as, not the same. Okay, so I got a text from a friend today, um, just a little while ago. And he said, where is it? Here it is. You will be semi-proud of me. I ran outside for a mile. And I replied, I am whole proud of you. Right. Uh-huh. And I just thought it was interesting. Semi-proud. I don't know what he meant by that. You do what you can do. And I'm like, maybe he's, maybe he's thinking... I know that you run 18 miles a day, you know, and I know that you always go outside and whatever, you know, so maybe, maybe he felt like his accomplishment is diminished by maybe your so. skills. You know, that, may, you know, well, that just brings to mind something that I had on my mind the other day um, that I thought would be an interesting thing to talk about with you. The concept of, is there always room for improvement? Is there always room for improvement and the different ways that we interpret that for ourselves? Like, I I see this, you will be semi-proud of me. And I'm sure that, you know, he did, I'm overthinking a lot, but I, I like to do that. I like to dig into the words. And I wonder if it's exactly like you said, like, well, I know this is not a very big accomplishment compared to some to things you. that other people do, yeah. mm-hmm. but you may be relatively impressed by this. Mm-hmm. And I wonder sometimes where we draw the line between always striving for improvement and also being satisfied with good enough. What do they say? Um, perfect is the enemy of good enough. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think there is always room for the improvement, but I think that you don't have to constantly be improving on everything. There's also room for priorities mm-hmm. and there's room to say, could I be better at this thing if I put more effort into it? Sure, I could, but that's not the priority for me, you know, uh, and that's OK. You don't have to be a rock star at every single thing. And if you try to, you're going to make yourself crazy. I used to try to. And then and I made decided and I made myself crazy. Mm-hmm. And I decided I can be really good at like three things at a time. At a time? 
Yeah. You're like a juggler. You're, that's pretty magical, I think. Yeah. You're good at three things at once. Psh, go, girl. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of it, I just kind of, I guess I'm going to say like in air quotes, give myself permission mm-hmm. to not be good at it. I uh, spent a lot of time and still do it sometimes. And my children do it as well. We like to not engage at all in activities that we aren't amazing at. <laughs> like we like to avoid it at all costs. Like we're like, like here's an example. When I was in high school and it would be volleyball time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the girls are very good at volleyball. Mm-hmm. Not good at volleyball. Suck at volleyball. So I would intentionally not take my clothing to change and take the zero for the day and walk laps so that I didn't have to play volleyball. Because I don't do things that I'm not excellent at. <laughs> do you still have that mentality? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, 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 try, I, I put myself out there. I try new things. Sure. But if I know that I don't enjoy it or I know that I kind of suck at this thing, the chances that I force myself to continue doing it are kind of slim, honestly. I have some of those in life where you know, I love to come up to the challenge and try something new and and see if I can do it. Um, but once I've done it, if I wasn't good right. at it, then mm-hmm. I don't need to do it again. Right. Exactly. I'm on that way, too. And I've also had a point in my life where I I I say no to burpees. <laughs> Just say no to burpees. I, like if I'm working, if I'm at a workout and then they say that we're going to do burpees, I say, no, I'll do something else. I just adopted that for my life, too. Yeah. I like it. Push-ups, too. Yeah. Push-ups, well, push-ups suck. Now, I really want to be good at push-ups, and I've worked really hard at being good at push-ups, and I'm not good at them. And so I'll modify in a way that, like, on some days, I'll be like, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to learn how to do push-ups. I'm going to get strong. And then other days, I'm like, push-ups are stupid. I don't... <laughs> So this morning, um, I go to Body Pump, and this morning we were supposed to be doing walking push-ups, and I was a rebel, and I did push-ups right where I was, and I did not walk on my push-ups. So there. So take it. So there. Take that. Mm -hmm. So what are your deal breakers, listeners? Go to our Facebook page and let us know, what have you decided that you are a grown-up now, and you don't have to do that anymore? You just go, I won't. Yeah. What's your deal breaker? What do you say? I'm done with that. I did that. I don't need to do it again. And then what, like, what do you feel like your kids need to experience so that for like character building purposes, Mm. like even though you know that they might not be good at it, you're going to make them do it anyway. I really try hard not to do that to them. Yeah, I really do. Like, I don't know. We're all pushed into enough crap we don't like without your mom doing it to you, too. <laughs> your mom should be your safe place. Yeah, it's fine. You know, like, I mean, there are some things that they don't like that are just life. You know what I mean? But I like there's nothing that I'm like, well, go out and do. I, I guess kind of hiking. I kind of make them like each of them knows that when they are 16. During the summer of their 16th year, a through hike is planned about 500 miles that they have to come do with me. My daughter thinks this is exciting and wonderful. My son is like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, oh, you are. I'm going to make you. Like, you absolutely are going to do this. And he, we'll see what happens. We got yeah. we got six years. We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, 
hiking is in, is something that I probably drag my kids along for because my parents dragged me. Mm-hmm. And, and now you like it. And so now that. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I swore up and down that I was not going to make my kids go hiking. And I do. Good. Let's yeah. keep them hiking. I yeah. Like that. All right. Well, OK, so we've gotten to the part of the show that we have not yet figured out how to do, which is ending it. So I mean, we're just making improvements each time. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, I hope that you've learned something, thought about something, laughed about something. Um, and that you'll tune in again because we've got more stuff to talk about. Yep. We're done. Bye. Deep voice guy. How'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. 